Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier. And today we're talking about the question, has worship become a commodity? Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. Today we're getting straight to the point about the question about whether or not worship has become a commodity. And what I mean by commodity, has worship become basically standard, standardized to the point to which is there room for really creativity inside the modern worship service as it's currently constructed by majority of churches? And so this is actually based off of a series of conversations that I've had with some creative people that I work with, some that I run in circles with about are we at an inflection point by which what we do is really become this thing that's kind of cookie cutter by which what we create can easily be pulled out of the box, just plugged and played, and then we're out the door. So let me kind of give you a little recap of how I think we got here, a little bit of history, and what I think we can do about the situation and whether or not I even think it's a problem to begin with. Well, in about around the 1980s, uh, I would say you saw the explosion or the growth of what I would call seeker-friendly worship. It was more entertainment-driven, uh, video-based. A lot of, you know, we'd have videos, uh, lighting and sound, a lot of uh, creative elements were added to worship. You saw this kind of start in the 80s, really have apex in the 90s and in the early 2000s. Um, in fact, there were creative conferences based around that. Um, you could go to like Willow Creek's, Willow Creek's Art Conference. It was all about this idea of injecting the arts, everything from drama to you know story-based videos to just really interactive ways to do worship. Worship would be done differently. Sometimes you may put the sermon first and the worship set, or you'd open up with a monologue of some sort, maybe... Uh, you know, spoken word piece, just worship was constructed in such a way that it had almost an entertainment value to it because they were trying to find ways to become seeker friendly for the person who comes off the street, doesn't know anything about church. This would appeal to them at the same time. They're trying to break the molds of, you know, what a traditional church would look like. And even the buildings themselves were not what normally would be constructed as a normal church. You didn't have pews in a nice tight row you know, in almost like a shotgun format in terms of the building structure and said this was a, a theater, amp, amphitheater style, you know, seating, uh, very, very different. But so you had this growth of this, I'm going to say industry for lack of a better term, it started to grow. And so because of that growth, what was built around it was stuff like media presentation software, like ProPresenter and MediaShout, um, stock worship video backgrounds became an industry. Uh, church motion graphics all of a sudden became this thing by which you could buy stock graphics and plug and play. Um, stock photos um, eventually arose out of this, Christian stock photos, if you will, um, along with pre-made sermon artwork. Uh, you had all of a sudden, you had this plethora of stuff that you could buy, Photoshop files you could download and then manipulate and kind of turn it into your sermon artwork because all these little companies sprung up to produce this high quality, I say entertainment based, I don't mean that in a negative sense, but entertainment oriented uh, worship services that were trying to be, you know, trying to engage on an experiential level. In fact, you know, it came to the point where even large churches at this point have now created this stuff for you to download and use to use for your church. And by the way, that's, that's great. Again, I want to be very clear that I'm not saying that this way of doing things is wrong. I'm just saying these are the results of those things, which is you start to create these little industries around it with these little parachurch companies all feeding into this. And on top of that, larger churches then turn around and creating their own resources. So what happens is, is what used to be a unique thing per church has become 
a bit of a commodity. It's a little bit of a standardization. If you go into the average non-denominational modern worship service today at any church, you're going to see somewhat of the same thing. You're going to see the same, roughly the same worship set look and feel. Um, pastor will preach roughly the same way, and the imagery won't be that different. You know, in terms of the visuals, they'll all have some sort of trendy look, and they'll kind of go that way. So what happens is, is if you are a creative director or your graphic designer, or you're just a communications person that's in charge of all of this, you really have the standardization that's come across everything. So the question that becomes for you is, what is the creative thing by which you input into that? Where is your creativity going to be in that if a lot of this stuff is being standard by which you can just go ahead and grab it, plug and play? And on top of that, I think what we've seen, I would say in the last 10 years is almost a rejection of this entertainment model for some people wanting to go to go back to more of a basic model, which is really, we're not going to do drama spoken word pieces. We're not going to do really creative videos. What we want to do is we really want to be all about the music set and the sermon. And so what's happened is you've had these, I think rather long worship services being developed by both sides of the aisle. If you want to use that term in terms of your reformed friends or your, um, I would say charismatic you know, leaning, uh, leaning crowd where they've created these things where it's this giant worship set along with a giant sermon. And that is the worship service. And there's not a whole lot of creativity built for in between because everything that surrounds that again is a bit of a commodity. It's plug and play in terms of the graphics, uh, maybe the video bumper, you know, it's very, very much a, just a widget that that communication team or that creative team is just cranking out. So with all that, it seems to be for the most part, I'm finding that for a lot of us, the creativity is being squeezed out of the worship service. And so the question that becomes for us is what do we contribute to? If, if, if the pastor's believing that his sermon is the apex of the worship service, uh, the worship believes that their worship sets the apex of the worship service by which, you know, these are the things I contribute. Nothing needs to be in between. What is it for us to do? How do we manage all of that from an actual thing that we're going to create and contribute to it? So I'm not talking about managing the service itself because that's that's something we can contribute in terms of managing both the sermon and the worship service and making sure that, you know, they 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 come together visually and aesthetically. They, they look appealing and they, they actually come together in terms of the sermon slides, the backgrounds, it all feels cohesive. That's brand management. That's one thing. But I'm actually talking about the part where you're part of your soul, where you create something because you've read the passage that the, that the preacher is going to be speaking on. You've read lyrics to the worship song. What are the things that you can help creatively do that would, you know, you can invest in part of that. So the question is, is what does that look like now for, for a lot of us? I think that space that we had to contribute to worship services is greatly diminishing. Uh, and so what happens again, we're going back to the point of it's become a bit of a commodity for us. So I think there's a couple things we can do. One, uh, you have to understand that commoditization is going to happen to every industry at some point or everything. And so you have to embrace it, understand it's there. You really can't change that. Um, it's really kind of hard to change that. You can do original artwork, you do original videos week in and week out. And again, you can do that. But at some point, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. So my suggestion is, is embrace certain aspects of the commoditization and turn around and then use that time and energy for other ventures that you know you've got creative control over, uh, whatever that may, whatever space that may be in. But you need to figure out how you, how you can work that, use that commoditization, all these different free resources to your advantage. And don't get stuck as a creative by saying, you know, um, 
when I, you know, I'm frustrated that I'm not part of this worship service. So therefore, you know, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. Uh, instead, figure out a way by which you can take that energy and you can invest it in something else that's going to matter. Uh, two, I think you can turn around and you can focus on the digital because I think this is the area where I think creatives have a bit of an advantage is we have this whole new canvas and landscape, which is the digital side. And that could be social media. That could be your website. That could be anything on YouTube. You name it. You have this whole new landscape by which you can you can run free for the most part and do stuff on there on those platforms and honestly get a bigger reach than you would on Sunday morning and let let your creativity flow through there because if it's not going to flow in the worship room uh, if you're not able to contribute there it can flow there and you can do some really great things the other thing about that is, is in my mind that makes it think what you're doing a bit future proof because i think about a worship service and in terms of a sermon and the um you know, the worship set is it's going to get archived on YouTube somewhere, maybe, or Vimeo, whatever you're using, and maybe it's a podcast, but it kind of gets tucked away in a shelf. Whereas the artwork and stuff you create, you can find ways to make that thing live for a long time. And you can find different ways to squeeze that in different avenues in different places. It, it's a lot easier for you, for you to create a story-based video than maybe it's like a seven part series and then put that on YouTube and then also put it on Instagram. And you just have a lot of creative ways you can pull that off. And so in my mind, by, by investing the digital side, you're actually making what you're doing a bit uh, more feature-proof. The third thing I would tell you is this, is that if this is something that's happening to you or you sense it's happening to you or it's already happened to you, then you need to understand what is it that you can do to add value to the situation that you're in. Um, it used to be that you, you know, you would add value to just the worship services and that's where your main value is. But I think as more and more communication channels open up to the church, you're going to start having to add value into other spaces and other places. And so you're going to have to figure out what that looks like and what's that mean like for you, but figure out how you add value to the situation. Um, what is it? Okay. So if sermon artwork now is prepackaged and by which you can just buy it for 1995 and just rework it, what can you do on top of that to add value to that, to make it your own? What does that look like for you? And so for some of us, that's, that's a question for some of us. That's really hard, especially those who are like really creative and really want to be originals and do not like anything that's copied. You want something to, to, to sing in the sense of it's, it being you hundred percent, your thumbprint. That's really going to be hard for a lot of us. And we're going to have to find different avenues by which we do that. Because I think for the most part, the church has become somewhat of a mere copy of all the, of all the other churches. And that's sad, but that is kind of the reality when we have a commoditization of the creativity inside of church. Again, I'm not any way, shape or form hammering on this in the sense of, you know, shame on you. I'm just saying this is the reality. And I think for a lot of us who are in the communications creative space, we kind of have to embrace that and kind of come to grips with that and then figure out where do we go from here? So that's, that's the, that's the question today is what happens or is the church become, is worship become a commodity? If so, how do we respond to that? Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, go into iTunes, subscribe there. You can also go on Spotify, Stitcher Radio. We're everywhere. Please subscribe. And if you also do us a favor, leave us a rating. We would love that as well. Until next time, you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.